Ian, how are you? Welcome to episode 33 of Hubshots. I am good, Craig. How are you today? Yeah, really good. Exciting episode ahead. We're going to be discussing a whole bunch of things, including outsourcing, some tips for marketing managers there, and a bit of on HubSpot's new paid social channel, and an app of the week at the end. That's uh... Yeah, I'm excited about the app of the week. <laughs> app of the week. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask you, how did your Google Partner event go last week? You know what? It went really well, and I was actually surprised at the turnout. And one of the things that was really apparent, I was actually... You know what? I was amazed at the amount of engagement that I had after they'd done the presentation, after we had talked and shared a bit of our story, and just the conversation people had. One of the things that really stood out was that sales and marketing are these no more disjointed things that happen in a business. They're actually really very closely related. And one of the things that one of our customers said to us, which really stood out to me, he said, You know what? I don't think we've been valuing the leads that you've been driving into our business. So we need to change the way we look at those leads. Wow. And that was a real eye-opener for me. And, I, you know, it's great because now we need to do fix the whole sales part. So that's where we're heading. But fantastic response. And we're now doing follow-ups. I've created another video. And I've got a little hot tip yeah. for you. you. You know, you saw me do a video about the virtual reality, the Google Cardboard. Yeah, that's right. In less than 24 hours, we got almost... Got in front of 2,000 people and had about 800 views. So, right. So this if, was from your actual agency's Facebook page. Yeah. So you know what? Tip to people, if you want to try doing some live video and do, putting on Facebook, I think you'll get quite an amazing result. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's jump into it out with our shot one inbound thought of the week. And, you know, I was thinking, um, I think people are getting sick of us talking about how good inbound is, right? So we'll take a break from that this week. But one thing we'll bring out a tip from something we did learn at inbound. You don't need to go to inbound to learn this, but this was around thank you pages. Yes. So do you, uh, did you have any um, thoughts around this from, I think this is one of the sessions, might have been Mari Smith and a few others, yeah. they talked, just that reminder about the value of thank you pages because they're kind of easily kind of overlooked. We just plonk up this thank you page, nothing else. But yeah, there's actually real value in taking advantage yeah, so, of it. Yeah, so I mean, if I think of it physically, it's like sending someone a thank you card, right? Or having some sort of system of following up and taking them to the next stage. So when you think about thank you pages, it's really important. And one of the things I've tried and you'll see in the training is, you know, you can put another form to, for example, if they've done a download, if the next step is to have a consultation, offer that on the next page. Say, here's the download, how about a consultation? Yeah, and another tip that they reminded us of at the time was just this idea of giving confidence to the person. So they land on the thank you page, you want to ground them, say, yes, we've got your request or whatever it is, and also give a time frame about how long it takes to respond. So if they're going to get an email follow-up, that'll come within a minute. But if they're going to expect a call, that'll be within a business day. It just kind of grounds them. And That is a great tip, Craig, because I tell you what, a lot of times when we send email responses back to clients and I do this for a lot of our clients I always push them for the answers like well so when are you going to get back to this person is it going to be in the next business day is it going to be within this business day if it's during the day and quite often you know what people actually haven't thought about that and they look at me blankly and say uh yeah we'll do it we'll do it the next business by the next business day but you know there's really interesting studies out there that says how you know, the quicker you respond, the quicker your ability is to get that person or to answer right. that question. So, again, remember where they are in that buying journey and then think about how quickly you should respond or what is feasible within your business. 
And you'll probably see on Facebook on pages, it actually start, it started saying how quickly people respond to messages and what the response rate yes, is. Now I've right. seen one of my customers has like a five minute response rate. Wow. That's and I've got good. another one that's got 11 hours, right? Yeah. But again, it's about being consistent, being there and responding in a time. And obviously Facebook's trying to drive responses to be quicker mm. so that they can engage because that's another I know they, keep, they keep telling us oh your response time is too long you might want to look at that and it's like yeah okay. but isn't that a good tip it like, is a good just tip just yeah. coming down to thank you pages but it's just formalizing how you respond and how long it takes nice one alright well speaking of tips let's move on to our HubSpot tip of the week this was a new thing that they announced I love those notifications the little orange little light you know what I love the notifications but I missed this one oh you missed this one this is a beauty they just announced as we've recorded this there's the new channel in the sources report so you know in the sources report on the reports you get um, organic search referrals that kind of thing there's a new one that's called paid social and there's I'll just give you my thoughts on this I I really like that they've got it but there's something that I don't like about it which I'll just have a little whinge about a little bit later but it's really good because so many people are using social to drive traffic and pay in social especially Facebook is yes. driving a lot of great targeted traffic so I think splitting that out in the sources report is really useful good way to dig into it because otherwise it used to get kind of hidden either in the paid channel or the social channel depending on how you'd marked it up but uh, yeah do you think this is a good uh, useful thing I think it's fantastic the more and more we do more with social and driving traffic to sites and so on this is going to be a really a key part to understanding your traffic mix now Craig I'm going to ask a really ignorant question does that mean that when you create your links, you need to be linking the right UTM parameters? Yes. very technical. Yeah, and I was going to get onto this. It does get a little bit technical. So just to explain what these are, you've got a URL, and when you go to put that into Manager, there's an option to put some referral tags. And this is where we usually put our UTM parameters. They're just parameters that you add on to the end of your web link. And we'll put an example in the show notes so you can see how it works. But generally, if you're familiar with this kind of thing, you've probably tagged them as CPC, as the UTM medium. Now, my little whinge about this paid social channel in in the HubSpot report is that you need to have tagged them with paid, UTM medium of paid, or um, UTM medium of paid social. Now, that's annoying to me because all mine I've previously tagged them as cpc and i know a lot of which people which is quite do common yeah, yeah a lot of people do that so we're going to switch all our tagging now so i am actually going to raise that with hubspot i'm i'm i think it's weird that they don't actually uh, look for the cpc um, tag, tag. Yes. yeah but anyway the the details are there we'll put that in the show notes and if you've seen the notification you have the details there definitely worth doing because this is something that i actually find just following on from the value of it in reporting i really yes. love hubspot reporting they make it really simple and when you're talking to normally the marketing manager gets it that facebook is a good channel but then someone in upper management the general manager and that's what's this facebook we're not on Facebook. what's that and you just go oh there's the paid social channel wasn't mixed up in paid with all adwords and things like that Mm. you can definitely say yes this is where facebook is returning roi so yeah i really like it really good update to the hubspot platform now challenge of the week 
We're going to spend a few minutes on this, and this is really around, it's all about outsourcing, really, isn't it? And um, the fact that marketing managers, busy marketing managers, you never have enough resources. And uh, I mean, if you can work with an agency, that's great. They do, but sometimes you just want to hire someone temporarily to help you with a few things. So we're going to spend a few minutes on this and tips for outsourcing, aren't we, Ian? That's right, Craig. This is really important. I think as you will notice that the workforce is changing, like we outsource things to even mums who just want to do some work between school hours and they're fantastic. So outsourcing doesn't mean you outsource to somebody overseas. It could mean that it's just somebody in your own backyard that is looking for a specific, that is good at a specific task and can get it done in a specific time frame. And they could be literally next door. So don't forget that. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, both our agencies do outsourcing a fair bit. And I think actually a large part of the value add of many agencies is that they've worked out how to do outsourcing well. Because there are a whole bunch of pitfalls. And I guess you and I have both had issues. We've hired and fired many outsourcers and freelancers over the years. But we're just going to go through a few tips and some of the sites that you can go to. And probably we, we should start with some of the key kind of activities that you could yeah. outsource. So what are some of the common things that we tend to outsource that marketing managers could take advantage Look, of? Look, one of the biggest things, and I think this is really underutilized, is research. And I know I've got a couple of customers that use people to outsource this to because once you've got a template set up and you need to get things researched or data filled in into certain, or is missing data, for example, in your CRM, it's so easy to tell someone, look, go through these records, find out who these are, search Google, look on LinkedIn, fill in the records, and then take it to the next step. So that's a really key, simple one, which people would miss out, but it's a great activity that can really drive business forward. All right, so can I just split those two out? So research and data entry those they're kind yes. of separate things though right? what, what did you mean with research are you talking about researching topics yeah stats, topics industry people. trends yeah so i've got a right. customer that researches people so okay. candidates that they're looking for so yeah. they use that as a way to go well given this criteria in the search can we find out more about that person what their background is can you fill this spreadsheet out yeah and give it to us so we know who we can actually talk to yeah okay nice one what are some other things i think uh you mentioned data and content population so we often get people to help when we're populating sites or bringing sites over from other older assets things like that what about writing and uh content uh writing you can get mixed results, but yes. um, definitely local. And, you know, I, I think, and we're going to mention some of the outsourcing sites in a minute that we can get to, but yeah, they could be Australian writers. Often you can find journalists yes. and people on that you can freelance to, to, right. to write a lot of yeah, blog posts and articles. And it, it's a good way to find subject matter experts. Yeah. And you know what? And more and more as I delve into all of this, like if, even if there's specific tasks on websites or on platforms that we don't have experience in i go looking for them to fulfill those tasks and usually they're not big jobs but you get a specialist who will do it in like 10 minutes as opposed to you trying to find someone who kind of knows what's to go and spending three hours wasting their time doing it so i think it's well worth it like you just need to know where to go and how to evaluate and how to get in front of them. Mm. Okay, well, we'll look at sites in a second. Some of the, just, I'll just mention two other activities that we often use with uh, freelancers and outsourcing to different people. So one is social media management. 
And I think if you can get a defined process in place, I'm not talking about social media strategy because the strategy is often at a higher level and that's discussed with uh, the customer and that. But just managing all those updates and things like that, that's something that you can get a process in place to outsource. Then the final one, I was just going to talk about outreach. This whole idea of using someone to kind of reach out, find industry influencers, contact them, build relationships yes. and then kind of get some of those discussions and conversations started. Are there any others that you'd add or those kind of the key things that you find you're using with marketing? Yeah, with marketing, they're definitely the key things. I do a lot more technical stuff as well. So we have a lot of technical resources we employ and I don't think that would apply to marketing managers. Right, yep. But again, you know what? If you've got a website and you need some stuff done, it might be worth actually having a good resource that you have on hand that can do those quick updates. So there are services out there for WordPress where they can do an unlimited amount of monthly fixes. Right. Actually, I so, know the ones you mean. Yeah. You know the one I mean. And we'll share that in the notes here. But, you know, that's a great service. It's like, you know, I need this button moved around. I need this text removed from here. Can you shift this over there? Keep my site up to date yeah. with the latest plugins. You know, yeah, and they'll make sure that, that stuff. all of your security is looked after. Mm. Fantastic service. All right. So we're going to go through five quick sites that we use in finding resources. And then after that, we're going to go through a few tips because if you're new to outsourcing, you can get yourself into trouble if you're not careful or get, you know, waste a lot of time. But let's go through the first one. So the first one's Upwork. You've used Upwork. I have for a long time. Yeah. It used to be called Odesk. Yes. And then they merged actually with Elance, which was another site. So uh, what do you like about Upwork? I love the time tracking in there mm-hmm. and just the ability to go and actually see what people are up to so, because they take random screenshots and activity and, and then tie that back to the remuneration. So you always know what's going on and it's a great place to start. One of the things I'll tell you that I've learned in my mastermind that I'm a part of, with all of these things, when you're putting out a job, get like three to five people to actually do it because they're usually not expensive jobs and use it as a test to actually find the right person don't just hang your whatever you need done on one person but say like if if you've got a quick design job give it to five people see what they come back with you know what there'll always be a standout out of those five that's an excellent tip yeah i've done that as well and by the way i will say pay them all yes pay them all pay them all so actually we've jumped ahead to tips but um while we're just on that point yeah this there is some people try and get free work. Like they say, I'll outsource it to five people, get them to do a test one for free, and see yeah. what happens. I never do never that. Never do that. Because yeah. you'll never get the quality. Because yeah. all the good ones are going, no, I'm not doing that. But anyway, so Upwork, the thing I, I do like Upwork for all of those things that you mentioned, but I also like the filtering. So I tend to filter by location. I'll say, I just want to find people in Australia for yeah, this right. specific yes. task or this price range or that kind of thing. So we often use them in our agency for specific projects that we want to get or a research project so for example when we've prepared white papers for some of our customers we'll hire a subject matter expert just for that particular project and you get someone really good and you can interview them and all that kind of stuff that's fantastic all right what's some other sites what what else have you used there's there's a jobs.problogger.net and I, i haven't used it i've had a look at it I know you've used it. Yes. So do you want to share some of your experiences? So this is a great site for finding writers. Okay. Yes. So pro blogger, he's a made his Darren. living. Yeah. Darren Rouse made his living yes. from blogging. And so then he had a job board for other bloggers to join. So it's a good way to find writers if you're looking for someone to write 
content for your blog and you can be very specific about their subject matter expertise as well. And the next one is freelancer.com. So that's another Australian startup. Yes, they're um, doing really well. They have. And so that's very similar to Upwork. Yeah, that's right. So two other sites, onlinejobs.ph and Virtual Staff Finder. So these two are more focused on overseas. Correct. Outsourcing and getting, say, a Philippines team yes. in place. Um, and one's a, like a, a done-for-you service. So right. you give them the requirements. And they go away and find the person that fits that. So that's Virtual Staff Finder. And Online Jobs is like an online job board. Yeah. So the, the thing, I've used both of them as well. Yes. They've had a lot of success. A Virtual Staff Finder, I'll just say one of the really good things that I really liked about that, as well as them doing all the interviewing of candidates and that, they provided everything, the contract and everything that I could use with my outsourced person just to... It covered all the legals and, and things like that. And you know one thing I like that they did? They did a d- disc profile too. A disc profile? Yeah. So they, they show what traits or what are people good at? What are their... Do they need assistance with things? Oh, right. Are they, are they good to work by themselves or do they need a lot of assistance or given a lot of tasks all the time? Are they likely to be more entrepreneurial or not? So it was really interesting. I used a lot of that nice feedback one. I got from that yeah. to do my hiring. All right, cool. So there's some of the jobs. We've looked at some of the tasks they can do. What are some of the tips? And we've already covered a few of these. But let's say for a marketing manager looking at starting outsourcing or hiring someone just temporarily to help with something, what what would be some of the key tips? I think the key thing, Craig, is to be really specific with the jobs you want done and, and even be specific in the output you're looking for because I think that sometimes when you ask for things and you're not specific with it, you'll get whatever that person thinks that's the right thing to do so always showing them examples of what the expectation is will always drive a good result and also they'll know very quickly if they can or can't do it yeah that's an excellent point and it just shows that communication is key so this is something that you really have to focus on i can't really i guess i can't harp on this enough because when you're a busy marketing manager you're kind of thinking oh i'll just get someone to help me with that oh i'll just send them this email to stuff and a week later i'll go back and expect it to be done doesn't work like that you've really got to check in with them all the time especially in the early stages yes because as you said they'll they'll have a completely different idea to what you've said if you haven't specified it clearly so you always got to check in and really you've got to make yourself available so email is not normally kind of quick or rapid enough so always try and have some kind of instant messaging or skype or slack or some kind of availability there or even um whatsapp WhatsApp. i use that with some of my team right i think the key there is is to keep those channels open so that if they do get stuck or they have a question it's not hard to get a hold of you and they're not sitting around waiting to get something done and i think that's a really big key in keeping those channels open because and I, and I found this in people that we deal with in the Philippines and in other countries, their culture is not to actually say that they can't do it. Right. So they might actually plug away at it to the detriment of you and not actually tell you. So you've just got to build that culture of if you don't know what to do, tell me that you don't know and I'll give you the right resources to get it done. That's a great tip. Yeah, so true. All right. Give regular feedback and bonuses. I like to give a lot of my freelancers bonuses. So that, That's really good. One, one of those ebook example. I'd actually hired a guy in the US to write. A, it was a, quite a technical ebook that yes. he wrote for one of our customers. It was excellent. And yeah, then I just gave him a little bonus at the end. It was just like he 
it was completely unexpected and he's like oh great so we've kind of stayed in touch in that way that's fantastic so i think and also if you're regularly using repeat people so that can be just a just a nice motivator i have one now this is if you've got people full-time that you're working with on a daily basis is make sure you have like some sort of a daily report now i have drifted in and out of this and i've created a form on on google drive to do it but again that really again focuses people to go what am i going to do or what have i achieved today and are there any issues it also gives them a place to feedback information to use like if they're stuck on something or they're waiting for access to something they can highlight that to you so you can then do something about it as opposed to them sitting around waiting for two days and then going oh craig i didn't get that login so i couldn't do the work yeah like, i was too embarrassed i didn't want to interrupt you for correct. it i was waiting for it you said you'd email yeah that's an excellent point I'll just say one final tip around outsourcing in general, and that is that you will probably have issues. Like we've that both too. hired and totally. fired many people over the years. So don't expect your first freelancing or outsourcing project to be a perfect success, okay? We're all people, right? So we all have different kind of understandings, things like that. But the reason I'm mentioning this is because I'm going to assume that you will have a problem. So the reason I'm saying is don't give up just because the first time yes. you, you go into outsourcing, you have an issue or it didn't work out exactly how you planned. Just get learn from it and improve your process and keep going because it's, it's all about making you more efficient and improving your bandwidth. So just keep plugging away okay. and uh, you'll get a good result. Actually, no, there is one final one. You've actually got visit them. Yeah, I do. Because you know what? And, and this is for the people that work full time for us. I've actually traveled to the Philippines and I've actually spent a week with them. That's excellent. And I'm going to be doing that again this year. But I think that's really important. It makes them understand, A, who they're working for and also gives you, you can show mutual respect, the fact that you've actually gone, made that effort to go there and see them. I think they see that as quite a big, big thing that someone would do. Yes. And you definitely get increased productivity out of it. So... Whatever it is, if you're working with someone for a long time or you plan on working with them for a long time, I would at some point in time make that effort to actually travel over and see them or even get them to come to you. Either way, it's a win-win both ways. Nice one. All right, so there's some tips and resources for outsourcing. I hope you found that useful. If you've got any questions, we've both been doing this in our agencies for years now, so we've kind of seen it all in many ways. So if yeah, you've got a question, please... Us drop us a note and we'll be happy to um, answer you there all righty now general tip of the week this is a good one isn't it um, yeah so craig this is really about understanding what channels you've got that are actually rented and what's your own so i had a customer who was putting a lot of stuff on facebook and i actually said no we should need to change this so you need to actually put it onto your blog and then share that blog onto facebook now it's good to still put some stuff straight into facebook if they're relevant but if it's company related information or stuff that's building their brand and building the traffic it needs to be there because i was telling them like facebook tomorrow can decide to, they want to turn it off or they want to change it or they don't want to deal with businesses anymore because they're just too hard and you will lose all that they're not going to spend the time to go craig i'm going to give you a year to take this off they're going to probably give you a week and they'll say we're turning off company pages tomorrow right. we're gone <laughs> So never forget that you need to be building your asset before building a rented asset because a rented asset, to, our, to when I look at it, it's just a channel of getting information out there and use that as a, it's a great channel. Like look at Facebook, look at Twitter, all of these channels. 
but focus on your own asset first. Totally agree. And I'll just add an example of how I see some people falling into a bit of a trap with this lately. So there's the site Medium, medium medium.com, which I love, by the way. Love that I every day I'm on Medium. Yeah, lots of great content there. Now, I think it's important that you use it as a channel. So you see HubSpot doing this well. HubSpot blogs, very strong. You see many of the HubSpot people writing on Medium and pointing back to their blogs, exactly what you're talking about, same with Facebook. The reason I raise Medium is because we're noticing that a lot of companies are moving their blog to be just on Medium. So it's hosted with Medium. Now, that's kind of okay if it's just as a hosting kind of platform because you've got that social aspect around it. But if you're pushing away, you've actually lost your own asset that you control and you've given it over to Medium, you just got to think very carefully about that. And I remember listening to the, the CMI podcast a couple of weeks ago and they were talking about this, seeing this trend of people moving over their own asset onto rented land, exactly what you're saying. So I think it's a really good um, tip that you've raised there. Medium.com is the example of where we're seeing people fall into that trap now. So just be wary of that. All right, now we're coming up to time, but there was another general tip of the week, and this was around checking your site speed. And I thought this was an excellent point that you made. So, Craig, I've come across this quite a few times in the last week or two where people are suffering with site speed. So they're basically losing customers and losing sales because their site's too slow to actually perform what it needs to. And this happened to a customer of ours that we took over their site. That's why it's very fresh in my mind. And I've seen quite a few of these. So I've been talking to different people to say, look, this is what you can do. There's two resources there. There's a Google site speed check and there is website grader, of course, which we've spoken about before. If you have any doubts, put it in, test it out. They'll even give you suggestions how you can make it faster. But you really should be aiming for about the three second mark when it comes to site speed like for page to load. And I think that you will put into that. If you don't know what to do, just drop us a line and we can point you in the right direction. It could mean better hosting. It could mean you need to decrease some image files, which some people have really large images. There are some technical things that can be done as well. You can use a content delivery network to deliver a lot of your content. But these are more the technical aspects. But if you don't know what to do, talk to somebody that does and someone that specializes in making sites faster because I think that's going to be a massive, massive benefit to your business if you can do that. I totally agree. And not wanting to just reiterate your point there, but I kind of will because it is so important, exactly what you're saying. Site speed is really important. Now, if you're a marketing manager and you just know that your site is slow, but you don't know what to do about it, yeah, then as you said, Ian, talk to one of us because we've built and hosted Oh, probably hundreds of sites by now we've got a good handle on this kind of thing and it is so important that you get your speed there and i think when we we're chatting before the show you're saying it, it's it's strange how often we'll see really big companies skimp on hosting and they're doing some you know nine dollar a month hosting and just the thousands of dollars worth of sales that they're leasing because they don't even put the effort into paying for good hosting that's right a massive massive benefit all right, two quick things to finish with. App of the week, Craig? App, app of the week. Now, What's your app of the week? Okay, so app of the week. Do you scan stuff these days? Yes, of course I do. But do you do it with a scanner? Like no, this I big don't. chunky scanner in the corner and you plug it in and then you've got to work out how to get that scan back to I you. think my scanner's wafer thin, actually. <laughs> it is. So we've both found that people, this is just a great tip, app of the week. It's called Scannable and it's from Evernote. Evernote. 
and all you do is you just use your phone it does all the alignment and the OCR the character recognition and everything it just lines it up takes a photo scans it and it emails it to you it's so easy it is fantastic you know what if you don't want to go buy a scanner just download the scannable app it's free yeah now so the reason this comes up because we we're talking with customers the other day and they're like oh I've got to scan this and you know the marketing manager's walking over to try and get something scanned just do it on your phone correct that's our tip all right. And the tip is when you're scanning, use a contrasting background for scanning. Oh, right. That's yeah, a good tip. It works better. Okay. There you go. And finally, Craig. We've got a free book to give away. Yes, we have a book to give away. So all you've got to do, this is on our Hubshots Facebook page. We've got a copy of Inbound Marketing, which is the Brian and Damesh book. That's the new revised version, not the original version. It's the new yes. revised one got a copy to give away all you got to do is go to facebook and leave a comment and we might draw the winner probably in two episodes time because yeah, by the right. time they hear this episode Correct. and then, yeah so go there and check it out and if you want a copy leave us a comment and then we'll be mailing it to you all right well thanks ian thank you craig have a great week and we'll talk to you all later all right catch you next weekend see ya hey there thanks for listening to this episode of Hubshots. for show notes and the latest hubspot news and tips please visit us at hubshots.com